Welcome in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. On this Tuesday, glad you're with us. So in the first day, if you missed it, you're going to have to go back and take a listen to it. But the last half hour of the first hour of the program, we heard from Joe Barry. And, uh, by the way, welcome into everybody on the network and, uh, you know, excited. I'm heading out of here today, going to be in La Crosse tonight, uh, in La Crosse all day tomorrow, then the huddle tomorrow night at a Flipside Pub and Grill, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, And we'll talk more about all of this. But, uh, Grant, you and I are kind of going back and forth during the Joe Barry presser, and you hate to say it, but for what he was talking about, he was kind of right. Do you, you kind of agree with him? I agree with Joe Barry and that the Packers did a very good job with Devontae Adams, had a good game plan, and everyone is choosing to focus on one play that looked really bad that in the grand scheme of things wasn't that big of a deal. I, I right. totally understand why Joe Barry would be frustrated by that. Yeah, 100%. Completely get it. Um, for those that don't know, Joe Barry was talking about the play in which uh, I, I think it was Preston Smith ended up on on Devontae Adams. And it was it, it's clearly a mismatch. And you're kind of like, what the heck is that? And so you're wondering why they didn't call a timeout, why they didn't make an adjustment. Joe Barry said, look, you couldn't have had Rasul and him who were on the same side of the field switch because the one thing you don't want is suddenly Preston Smith to be playing back in a cover corner because he was near the line of scrimmage. And it was just a, you know, he, they, they could have called a timeout. He said he didn't. They didn't have a, quote, mechanism in place for them to switch out of. It was something that that player personnel package, they did not believe would happen. So it was, he said, look, it was on me. But in the grand scheme of things, he also said, hey, look, I, uh, you know, we, for the rest of the game, we played extremely well. Devontae Adams had four catches for 45 yards, never dented the end zone. His longest catch was 21 yards. So the remainder of his catches, three catches for basically 24 yards, didn't do a whole lot for the for the, for the Raiders. So <clears throat> when you look at it and you say, okay, look, what was the uh, totality of it all? Well, the Raiders were only 38%. On third down, the Packers got off the field when they needed to. They gave up 279 total yards. Remember, they've given up throughout the season at times, twice, 211 yards rushing alone. They gave up 96 yards rushing, which is a solid day at the office, 183 yards through the air. He's like, this wasn't a bad game. We kept him under 100 yards rushing and 200 yards passing. This was this was a pretty good performance. Uh, and, oh, by the way, our defense was on the field more than five minutes more than the offense was. And uh, you just go through the drive chart and you look at it and you say, okay, look, um, you know, the Raiders, for what they did, they started out with a punt, a punt. They did have that long drive, that 14-play drive for a touchdown. And the next drive they had was four plays, negative one yards. Remember, that's what uh, – um, Jordan Love threw the pick right away and deep in Packer territory, and they didn't give up a yard. They held him to a field goal. It was, it was a quick four-play, you know, boom and field goal. Three and out, field goal, done. 
Then they had a missed field goal. Then they had the pick of Jimmy Garoppolo. They forced a punt. They did give up another 10-play, 75-yard drive touchdown to open up the fourth quarter. And after that, it was a punt, a missed field goal. The, the game ended, the whole thing. They They played pretty well. So I know it is fashionable to go after Joe Barry. And it's easy to say, ah, Joe Barry sucks. Defense sucks. And and there are times where I've said it. But in this particular case, he's right. You've got to look at it in the, uh, the through the eyeglasses of reality. That was a game in which the Packers could have won, and the offense was terrible. Am I wrong here? The offense was poor, and the biggest issue for this offense, other than, of course, not scoring points and, and penalties, and it's something Wayne Larrabee told us about yesterday, Bill, this offense doesn't possess the football for, for a lot of their possessions. They'll go three and out, or they won't take any time off the clock. Can I play you this clip from Wayne yesterday? It's a minute. Yes. It's a minute yep. 15. So if anyone yep. missed this yesterday, this is Wayne Larrabee talking about offense, defense, who's more to blame, and I thought this comment was really good. I will say this about the defense, Bill. One thing, my one impression of the first – five weeks of the season is that um, the offense needs to possess the football more. Um, you know, they've had 56 drives, 21 three and outs. That's 37.5% of the time. They're going three and out. Um, they've scored a 19 of the 56 offensive possessions. That's 34%. Um, but the defense, 55 drives, allowing 11 touchdowns, 20% touchdowns, allowing scoring a 43.6% of the drives. They forced 14 three-and-outs. That's 25%. Um, the key is here, long drives. Um, the Packers' offense has only had seven drives this year of 10-plus plays. The defense has given up 11 drives of 10-plus uh, plays. So that's 20% of the time. The, the problem they're having is that when the defense is on the field for an extended period of time and they finally get off the field, the offense, unfortunately, some of those three and outs I talked about a second ago uh, are coming after that, and that's where you get worn down defensively. I, I think that's a big part of it. Complimentary football, as Matt LaFleur has said on numerous occasions this season, sometimes it's not there, and when it isn't, boy, it's really difficult. That's Wayne Larrabee breaking it down, basically saying, look, you understand the defense has given up some drives, but the offense has seven. Let me say that again. Seven drives this season. Seven of ten plays or more. How many games we finished? What, six games? Seven-plus drives of ten games or more. Or uh, seven-plus drives of ten plays or more. I, You know, you get the understanding of where the offense is at. And when you don't run the ball a lot, and uh, that's five games, by the way. The Packers uh, were, had the bye week, so they've got five games under their belt. But five games and a total of seven, which means they're averaging one, 1. 1.2 <laughs> drives a game, and that's it. I mean, that, that, that's a – I know it may sound like just numbers, but th think about that. There's only one drive a game the Packers have a drive. The rest of the time, it's – Anywhere from three to six, seven, eight plays. That's it. And then the defense is back on the field. And the defense, and we went through the numbers, the defense has played almost just under 26 minutes more of football, which is almost an entire half of football more than the offense has.
So, do you know, and going back to Skinny from Madison, one good defensive play calling by Barry does not a season make. 100% I agree. 100% I completely agree. But for those that wanted to point the finger in that particular direction after the quick little mini-buy self-scout thing against the Raiders and say, oh, my God, there you go again. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, this offense sucks. And again, I keep saying it in what was a, a, a foreshadowing of things, and I wanted to ignore it. But going back to parts of the Atlanta game and then certainly the first three quarters easily of the Saints game, this offense looks bad. Bad. And nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to. It just looks bad. And put the put the blame wherever you want. Shifting of the offensive line, injuries, quarterback, play calling, youth, whatever. But it but the bottom line is all of that jumbled up in a bag when you shake it all up and you go to dump it out on the table, it's all bad. It's bad. Uh, Mark says, who's going to fix the offense? Matt LaFleur can't. We have seen this with play calling. You, There's nobody else. There's nobody else. Uh, it was funny. I was just watching uh, on, on Good Morning Football. Uh, I was just finishing up watching on the NFL Network just before the top of the hour, and they were talking about coaches mildly on the hot seat. And the two coaches that are mildly on the hot seat are Matt LaFleur and Bill Belichick. Now, <laughs> Matt LaFleur has probably always always wanted his name mentioned in the same breath as Bill Belichick, but not in this particular case. Um, you've, you've got to figure this out. Now, I'm not saying that Matt LaFleur is going to get fired. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just merely repeating what I what I saw. But I, I, I really, I really hope, I mean, knock on wood, cross your fingers, that this team comes out and plays really inspired, good, solid football, getting players back, getting possibly Stokes back, you know, Darnell Savage, Aaron Jones, all these guys, getting these guys back a good couple of weeks off, feeling healthy. You know, um, you you gotta you gotta hope that they play good football. You gotta hope that they play good football. And I, I, this is something we can deal with later in the week, I guess. But, Grant, what happens if they play the way they played against New Orleans or the way they gave, played against Detroit or the way they played against Las Vegas? What happens if that's all we see and they get beat in a low-scoring, say, 24-17 game out in Denver? Uh, Packers fans will jump ship. I think oh. nationally – the perception of Lafleur will be less and less a sharp, offensive-minded guru paired yeah. with a young quarterback. Like public perception will tank of Matt Lafleur. I don't think Matt Lafleur is getting fired this year. At the end of the year, I, I think his job is is just about as safe as a job can be. I, honestly, I, I think on, on Good Morning Football and those shows when they talk about Matt Lafleur's seat getting hot, I think Packers beat reporters who are there every day. I think they laugh at that because I, I don't think Matt Lafleur is going anywhere. But perception of Matt Lafleur will be right. in the tank if they come out and, and no-show offensively against Denver. I have always said the only way he gets fired is if it seems like he's lost the team and the team just kind of quits. Three-quarters of the way through the season, you ride it out, and then maybe you make a change. But um, I, I would agree. And, you know, on one hand, do you really want to change coaches? Um, 
after you've had now three seasons of Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, do you really want to change coaches midstream? Because I think what would happen is is next year they would probably either draft or get via free agency some type of quarterback that would at least come in and challenge for the spot. There maybe be an open competition, but for the most part, I don't see them making knee-jerk reactions, but I think <laughs> for as important as a game I thought it was, a couple of weeks ago, I think this has even more importance now. Again, another, I hate to say it, but because all NFL teams are NFL teams, but another bad team coming up on the docket. And if you don't have a decent showing out in Denver for what is considered to be just an awful football team, man, I can only imagine the Armageddon that's going to follow via the postgame show and then uh, coming up on Monday. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, looking forward to coming out to lacrosse. Going to be there later on this evening uh, saying hi tomorrow to the gang from uh, Every Plumbing and Heating. Craig Every and the gang are going to come out to Flipside Pub and Grill, say howdy. They're in lacrosse, Trampolo, Monroe, Vernon, Jackson County, and whether it's water heaters or your service uh, for your furnace or your boiler, uh, if you want to run some heat through the floor, if you want to heat your garage, you know, there's so many different facets that they do. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Call them. Call them. If you, need them. you don't want to wait till you don't have heat. Call them. Let them check out the pilot light. Let them check out the igniter. Let them check out your, your vents. Let them you know, clean your system. Whatever it happens to be, 608-783-2803. 608-783-2803. That is every plumbing and heating. Three generations of Everys now. 608-783-2803. Every plumbing and heating out in La Crosse. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. You know, Grant, sometimes behind the scenes, as we all know, doing radio, you only you only hear and or see what goes over the air or over the stream. And what you don't see is the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Like, uh, and I was talking talking to you yesterday. Did I, did I talk about my dishwasher backing up? I don't think you did, or okay. I wasn't paying attention. If you did, which can't be true because that, I am so nah, focused. No, that's that's probably the most uh, the, the, the most oh, inspiring oh. part of this whole thing is you were probably out back there <laughs> napping. Uh, no, so over the weekend, um, every weekend we kind of do our thing, and then Kristen and I run the dishwasher on Monday, and my my dishwasher backed up. And now the last time it happened, I called the service guy, came out, and he's like, "Oh, it's just this," and it was something so simple. And stupid that I felt like a moron because I'm usually pretty handy. I can do a lot of things around the house. So I went this time I went online and I did everything, man. And I got a Bosch dishwasher. The the person that built my house uh, prior to me moving in, I'll say this. The guy did not skimp on anything. I mean, Viking refrigerators, Bosch dishwashers, you know, the Viking range and everything. I mean, it's it, for those that know the names. It's like, you know what I'm talking about? And I'm really lucky. Um, but this dishwasher backed up. This is the second time. And I kept thinking, this has got to be something easy, right? So I went through all the online videos. I called the Bosch service department last night and I'm thinking I got to do this. Well, God love Greg, Greg's appliance and service out here in, in Waukesha. 
I called him this morning. I'm like, Greg, look, I'm getting ready to leave town. I can't leave all this mess here. Can you take a look at it either today or on Thursday? He's like, I'm on my way over. He said, I got an appointment at 10, but I'm on my way over. So he got here first. And so it turns out it's nothing that I could have fixed. He takes the drain hose off and decides to say, okay, I'm just going to clean this whole thing out because this is twice now this is kind of backed up, and it's weird because it shouldn't. And what they tell you to do is take a boil hot water, boil water, make it extremely hot, boiling hot, and then dump it down your, your pipes. And that's with like some Dawn dishwashing soap. And that heats up all the grease and all the sludge and all the blech. And it just basically with the Dawn, it just washes it away. It get, gets rid of it. It cleans your pipes. So I did all that. I kept resetting my dishwasher, kept hitting the drain. And you could hear it running, but it wasn't draining. And I'm thinking, what the hell was it? So he, so Greg comes over. So during the commercial break, we go to break. I run downstairs. And on my countertop, and he's kind of giggling, on my countertop is labels. You know how when you buy your flatware, it's always got like a sticker on the bottom of the plates? And you can't put that stuff in the dishwasher. you got to scrape that stuff off. Well, I, I don't know if it's from me or from earlier. But there was labels in the in the drain. There was a piece of what I could only describe as like drywall that was in the drain. And as God is my witness, there was women's fingernails in the drain. And he looked at me and he said, did you kill anybody here? <laughs> you know? like, no, there is women's press on fingernails in the drain. And the fingernails got stuck sideways, and that blocked everything out behind it because the dry, piece of drywall or whatever else it was, then the labels got on that, and that blocked everything up, and that's the reason it couldn't drain. Women's fingernails in the drain. I had no idea, man. And I, Kristen doesn't do that. So I'm, th- I'm thinking, this has got to be from prior to me moving in. But women's fingernails in the drain. Plugged up my drain. Just another day at the Michaels house. Just- Go figure, right? <laughs> Go figure. But I am excited. Uh, there is a, uh, a gadget called the, uh, the lightning, uh, lightning Reaction or something like that. And last year at the Christmas party, the bartender that came brought this stuff over. Did I tell you about this at all either? So if I did, stop me. And I won't. But I'll never stop, it, I'll never stop it, you from telling It's a story. game. And I didn't know this until last year. It's a game where it's got four handles that are attached to this gizmo in the middle with a wire. And the gizmo has uh, runs on some batteries. And you tap a button in the middle of it, and four people are holding the, the handles. And there's a button on top of the handle. It looks like a, like a chrome banana with, a, with a, a button on top of it. So what you do, you push the button, and it goes red, green, red, green, red, green, until it stops. And when it stops on red... You hit the button. As soon as it stops, you hit the button. The last one to hit the button gets a zap. Now, last year at the Christmas party, (laughs) first of all, this was a huge hit. Only for the fact that, and I kid you not, I thought it would be like, you know, that little, you take the battery that's almost dead, you put it on your tongue, and you get that little, you know, that thing. And I thought that would be it. No. This is like full on, like, holy crap. I almost peed myself. So... (laughs) I'm surfing the web last night. And, I don't know. I was watching a game, and I thought, you know, it'd be great to have that again this year for, like, you know, the Christmas party or friends over or whatever again because everybody loved it. It's like self-abuse, but everybody loved it because you could always tell 
who got zapped, and then whoever gets zapped has to drink. And if you hit the button too soon, you get zapped. So uh, I'm surfing last night on the web, and uh, all of a sudden I see it, and it pops up. I'm like, oh, my God, I was, it, it, which is weird because I'm just talking about it. So I clicked on it. Sure enough, it's on Amazon, and I'm a, I'm a Prime member, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get that. Uh, 4.30 this morning, the alarms in my house go off that somebody's approaching my driveway, somebody's approaching my front door, somebody's approaching the house. All my alarms are going off. I'm like, what the hell? I jumped out of bed, man. I grabbed my gun. I'm like, what the? And here's the Amazon driver. <laughs> he dropped off the electrocution game <laughs> last night. So I'm excited. I didn't shoot, by the way, the Amazon driver, so that was good news. But I'm excited because now I have a bonafide drinking game. I don't know why I'm telling you this. It's just one of the weird things. Like, weird stuff goes on at the house. And I'm sure everybody's got something weird in their life that they do. It just seems like there's just weird stuff that happened with me a lot. I don't know why. It just just does. But well, and I'm, that's I'm, a day in a life, man. I'm glad that you've shared this, Bill, because all too often, you know, on a, on a Tuesday morning, you'll say, oh, yesterday when the show was done, I had some errands to do. I had some running around to do. And I always wonder, I wonder what, what does Bill do when he runs around? And you buy electrocution kits and yep. scrape fingernails out of your dishwasher. So it's, You want nice to know what I did yesterday? Around. I'll tell you real quick what I did yesterday. And this whole segment's <laughs> going to be gone with just a bunch of crap. But here you go. Yesterday, first of all, uh, one of the tripods that I used for the studio broke. And so I had to go get a new one. And I needed to get some, you know, just office stuff. I needed to get printer ink and some things like that. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, this is kind of the timeline because, and everybody knows I throw a, a big sponsor Christmas party and stuff here at the house, but when you start to look at the timeline, we're gone, I'll be gone tonight, tomorrow, home for a day, back on again up in Pembine, and then I'm back home for a week, and then next weekend is Halloween already. Uh, the Halloween parties and all that kind of stuff begin. And I've got meetings. I've got some Fisher House stuff i got to do. So I started to look at my schedule, and then I'm traveling again for another huddle. And a lot of the stuff that we're doing for work, we've got Packers football on the weekend. And Kristen and I started going through the days because we're leaving for Thanksgiving as well. We're going to uh, Rhode Island and Boston for Thanksgiving. And I'll be doing the show out on the East Coast for the Green and Gold postgame show. But by the time we get back, you're two weeks away from the Christmas party. And I started going through the days, and I've got like one day here, one day here, one day here. We've got a total of five days of nothing to get this entire house ready for a Christmas party. And it takes a while to do the decorating and all that kind of stuff and to move the furniture and have things done. So yesterday, I was at Kirkland's and Hobby Lobby buying additional Christmas decorations, believe it or not. And my tree, I have, to, I have four Christmas trees now. One is going to be a live one, and three others are in different areas of the house. And I started getting the Christmas trees out. And people think I'm nuts. But, and I was telling the lady, looked at me like, why are you buying all these Christmas decorations right now? I'm like, I need to replace a few things. I need to replace a few lights. I need to do this. And I'm, i got to start decorating next week. And she's like, looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? That's what I did yesterday. I was out buying Christmas decorations for a Christmas party because I'm not going to be home a lot, travel a lot. <laughs> so. So there you go. That's it. That's what I was doing yesterday. I was out running around buying Christmas. Uh, I, I had to buy some invites uh, through the mail invites. I had to buy uh, a couple of Christmas decorations. I got one thing repaired. I bought a tripod. I bought a, 
some printer ink. Uh, I got my dry cleaning and came back home and made dinner. And that was it. I sat down and watched the game and bought an electrocution device. Sometimes I wonder how you do it. You do the show and you you know you plan motorcycle rides and huddles and all these things. And sometimes I wonder how does Bill do it? And and now that I've worked with you for a bit, I realize that if you didn't do all those things, I think you would. I don't think you could live. I think you need yeah. to be doing things constantly. Yep. I'm, uh, Kristen accuses me of being a shark. She said, the day you sit down and stop moving is the day you die. And I, I, I believe that. Cause like tonight, uh, when I get off the air and I'm heading to lacrosse, I got a couple of things to do here at the house and then I'm going to finish packing and go. But while I'm driving to lacrosse, we have a Fisher house board meeting where we're, um, voting on a couple of possible new board members. And I got to be doing that in the car while I drive and I'm going to be doing that. And then I've got some other things I got to take care of. And uh, then I get to lacrosse and I've got meetings in lacrosse tonight. So <laughs> I've got two meetings uh, with uh, uh, some people. I'm going to obviously go to buzzer Billy's. I'm going to stop out at big board barbecue. I want to go see the guys over at the briar patch. And then I got a couple people that I do have to meet sales wise uh, before I even begin the show tomorrow. So it, it, yeah, it's, it's uh, it's kind of nutty. I, I've always said I'd love to take like uh, somebody along in the day of the life just to see what they say, just to go, holy crap, I'm tired. People get tired of listening to the schedule. They're like, there's no way. But we do. And now what was going to be a weekend in Pembine, um, and, and I can't give all the details, but it went from being a weekend in Pembine and just kind of relaxing and going to a wine dinner. Now I actually have a meeting on Friday in Iron Mountain, Michigan um, with – uh, some people at the VA up there and because I'm doing some stuff via Fisher house for them. And I, that I did not realize that they need some help up there. So we're going to have kind of a introductory meeting via Fisher house uh, up in Iron Mountain, Michigan in conjunction with the people from Michigan. So there's always something, man, always something. Someday you'll be like me and then, then you'll die. <laughs> so. Meaning of life, Bill Michaels. Yeah. Today. Wow. Well, you know, you just, uh, I've always said, uh, you know, my dad instilled in me my work ethic. My dad was a, uh, a sergeant major in the Army. He was a gunnery sergeant as well. So he taught people how to fire cannons. That's what his thing was. And when he got out of the Army, he worked his ass off. I've always said my work, work ethic came from my dad and my love of animals came from my mom. So those two things I got. But, Everything in between is just mental instability. <laughs> so, there you have it. Um, Sir Tankalot says, are you a member of the HOA? No, I'm not. We don't have an HOA in this neighborhood, believe it or not. Uh, no, I don't. Just uh, a bunch of people said, taking pride in their yard and in their house yeah, without any direction. Yeah. Imagine that. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, the guy across the street has his family and the grandkids and I love listening to him put up Christmas lights and scream at the grandkids. He he was in the Marines. I don't know what he was in the Marines, but he's loud. I mean, when he yells at his family, you know, damn it. He's like my dad. You know, I thought for growing up as a kid for the first eight years of my life, my name was G damn it. You know, not damn it. <laughs> then he'd say what the problem was. But this guy's the same way. There's a little wonderful old lady across the street. Uh, I think she's in her 90s. She feeds the squirrels and the cats and stuff outside the back of, a, back of her house. And she takes great care of her yard. The lady next to me uh, takes wonderful care of her yard since she took the property back over. And it's not a rental anymore. There's a young couple next to me. And actually, she's a producer for Major League Baseball uh, on the other side. Guy down the street just uh, just moved in, and just, which I told him thank you because when they bought that house, they bought it for a lot of money and raised the property values of everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> 
but he's a boater and uh and him and i his boat is very similar to my boat we share a lot of stories of boating and inland lakes and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's kind of a kind of a cool neighborhood anyway all right let's do this Uh, i bored everybody way too much way too much uh let's do this we're gonna step away we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back i got a lot more of the bill michael show that's actually sports related coming up right up covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. to have you back uh i was watching on uh, i think i was scrolling instagram last night and my buddy dave who runs and owns steel tank brewing had a video up of the uh of the new music venue they're getting close it's still a tbd when it comes to actually uh announcing the grand opening but my god the bar area is beautiful it's all natural wood it's dark they've got a a real stage they've got real uh, pa system i mean it's 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 a music venue. It is just badass. I cannot wait for that place to get open. But uh, the food is catching on big time, big time, because people more and more and more people are going there and tasting the food up in the front restaurant portion of it. And he also says, hey, please remind everybody, we also have the German-style beer hall in the middle. So you've got the restaurant up front, the beer hall in the middle, and then the music venue in the back. He said, uh, let people know that uh, the middle uh, of this place is also available for parties and holiday parties and uh, small receptions and things like that, and they do some food there as well. So he said, don't forget about that. So Steel Tank Brewing, it is veteran-owned, bunch of different types of uh, of craft brews, and uh, coming soon, the big music venue to open. Out back, cannot wait, cannot wait. I got an email here, Dan, uh, in Wheaton writes, uh, hey, unit, you aren't kidding. You squeeze a lot into a day. Uh, Kristen always says I squeeze five pounds of uh, blank into a two pound bag. So yes. Uh, he said, I'm sure Grant is scribbling down everything you just said for when he finally takes over the show one day, do or don't do as Bill Michaels does. You're going to be exhausted. You may die young. Uh, then he goes on to say, if LaFleur doesn't write the ship, who's going to fall on the sword for the failure this season? Uh, first of all, Grant, were you scribbling down everything to do and not to do? Well, I scribble down everything that you say just for, for my records <laughs> and for scheduling purposes. Uh, so yes, I, I, of course I was writing it down, but just for okay. logistical reasons. Gotcha. Okay. Um, if, if I had to sit here today and say, look, um, there may be changes who falls. I, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, your your first answer is to go, well, you're probably going to change defensive coordinators. But uh, does that make the offense better? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Steno? Because you don't send them back to being a line coach. Maybe Butkus? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine it. Um, I, I think it, 
you have to also look at the whole system. Like, who is contributing, who's not? And of the people that have been drafted, who is a quality player and who's not? Or who's just – because you can, you can win with a bunch of guys and a few stars. You can win that way if everybody kind of gets on the same page. But you can't win with just a bunch of guys. You can't. You have to have solid performances at certain positions. You have to have a staunch left tackle. You have to have a good and smart offensive center. You have to have a good nose tackle. You have to have a good linebacker. You have to have a good safety. You have to have a good corner. Everybody else can be guys, but you have to be solid up the gut on both sides of the ball. And then you have to have a good wide out and a good pass rusher. So do you look at then Brian Gudikins? And say, wait, whoa, wait a minute. You know, the neglect, if you will, of the wide receiving position over the years, and then all of a sudden the necessity to restock it right away and hurry up and hurry up and hurry up. And maybe maybe you go in that direction and say, look, you, you got good players, but nobody's great. There's nobody that's going to blow the lid off of this thing. You know, I the only guy you've got that you're hoping and holding your breath for is Christian Watson, and the guy can't stay healthy. And I, I kind of equate this offense right now with really, other than Aaron Jones, not a lot of stars. I think you've got Musgrave kind of as a budding star, but it's going to take him a little more, a little bit more time. But this, I equate, see if this is a good uh, equation here. You don't have any stars on the Packers offense or on the Patriots offense. Is that a good comparison? Yes. And no, because because they're they're building in different directions. The Packers hope that Dobbs, Musgrave, Watson, Reed become those guys. I'm not really sure what the Patriots have to hope for right now. Right. That would be the difference. Success wise, are they about the same? And I I might have to go. Yeah, yeah. Um. Probably, yeah, probably that might be the equation right now. They're a little bit better maybe offensively than what the Patriots are putting up. I mean, I haven't sat down and really kind of analyzed the numbers, but there's nothing dynamic about it, nothing. And now when you get Aaron Jones back, you certainly hope for that. And But, you know, they went out and picked up Zeke Elliott in hopes of making it better. They've got a little bit of a run game, but Mac Jones hasn't gotten any better because of it. It hasn't taken the pressure off of him. You know, Alex said all good teams have an identity that usually is centered around their top players. The Packers lack identity because they don't have a single elite player on their team. The If you had to say elite players on this team, who would they be? I think we could look at Rashawn Gary and say maybe he is uh, on that. Li- now, is Rashawn Gary, though, Bosa, Micah Parsons? Is he that disruptor? No. No. Nope. So you can't you can't say that elite in that area. You you can't really base it off of a nose tackle being Kenny Clark. Um, your only veteran standout player is David Bakhtiari, and he's no longer here. You've got the identity of what Aaron Jones, who's been banged up. That's it, really. Somebody has to step up and kind of grab the team by the throat and become a dominating force whether it's on the field or in the locker room or both. That, that which Alex, that's a great point. Who are the elite players on this team? You know, 
Uh, I mean, even if you go look, say, look at, uh, let's just say Detroit, for example. And when you go to Detroit, you know, obviously the, the seasons that Jared Goff has put in in, in back-to-back years, because Detroit, out of all the teams that we talk about, as we had mentioned before, Detroit's probably that fifth or sixth team. It's not, it's not the Eagles. It's not the 49ers. It's not the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not, you know, the Miami Dolphins with that crazy team speed. It's none of that. But where are they? You know, Josh Allen's so up and down, but you got, what, Jared Goff, Amra St. Brown, Sam Laporte has been more active. He's not an elite player yet, but he's certainly trending in that direction. Aiden Hutchinson has been a disruptor defensively at the defensive end position. You've got three or four guys you can look to almost immediately and go, oh, yeah, there you go, right there. I think it, you kind of you stress a little if you have to find a, quote, elite player on this Packers team. That's a great point. That's a great point. I know the underlying numbers with Rashawn Gary are great. Like, if you look at pressure rate, he's always active. He's always in the backfield. And I understand that stuff is really important because sack numbers can be misleading. But, Bill, I'm waiting for Rashawn Gary to have one of these games that I see T.J. Watt have or what Max Crosby did to the Packers. And I know that that those guys are the best of the best. But if Rashawn Gary is that elite edge rusher and he's getting all that money, every once in a while – I. Like, sorry to hold you to the standard, Rashawn Gary. Maybe it's not fair. I want to see him wreck a game. I want to see yep. him take over a game, and I just haven't seen it yet. Right. Now, that's a great point. That's a great point. You just haven't seen that that level. You've seen some moments, but you haven't seen that level. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, kind of get back into that as well. Uh, we got more, more coming out of the locker room from yesterday also, so stay tuned for that. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to be joining us in PackersNews.com. Going to be stopping by today as well. This portion of the pros uh, program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. They coming up have a murder mystery weekend coming up this weekend. So if you are interested in that, go to BoondocksBBQS.com, BoondocksBBQS.com. And it's uh, I Love the 80s Murder Mystery Theater coming up on Sunday evening. So uh, if you're into that and you like it, and I've done a couple of these things just to go out and kind of for S's and giggles and fun. And they are pretty fun as you start to, you know, some of the actors can be kind of hokey, but for the most part, they're pretty fun. So check out our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc, right there in Stone Bank, Wisconsin. Check them out. Tell them we said hi. But uh, Tom and the staff, man, and they talk about great food. They've got great food as well. And now they have the new store across the street with a lot of their sauces on sale. So check out Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. 
Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 10-31-2023. Got to say thanks to our friends at Point Brewing. Point Brewing, they have got uh, some new stuff out. Obviously, to the end of the month, they have the Oktoberfest stuff, and that stuff's awesome. Um, but they have some new brands of cider boys, and they've got Cider Boys Grand Mimosa, Cider Boys. Now I got—I have not tried the caramel apple. That sounds—that sounds awesome. Cider Boys First Press is fantastic, but Cider Boys Caramel Apple is, yeah, that—that that, uh, I might have to go face first into some of that stuff. Then there's the cranberry Raz. Not a huge cranberry fan. I know in the state of Wisconsin I should be, but I'm not. Unless, of course, I get a kidney stone. Then I'm all about it. But caramel apple, I'm in. Face first. So you've got the uh, the Point Oktoberfest until the end of the month. And then they get into the Point Snow Pilot, which I don't even want to think about because it just makes me feel cold. But it's all winter long. And then all the cider boys, the Grand Mimosa, the caramel apple, and the cranberry raz. Good stuff from our friends over there at Point Brewing. Point Brewing. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um, this one's from, uh, Dave who says, uh, 100%. There is absolutely nobody on this Packers team that I could consider to be elite. The closest thing to elite would be Aaron Jones, but he has to stay healthy to prove that he is elite. Yeah. I, what, what do you, what do you deem elite Grant? What would you deem as an elite player? Somebody that's just well-recognized and dominates a game? Dominates a game. elite? I I like that. Could take over a game. A player that could do something that makes the opposing coaches go, we got nothing. We we can't game plan for that. We can't. That player's just that good. That's what I think of for elite. I can't even say that that's Aaron Jones. Can you? Is it Aaron Jones by default? Well, I think Aaron Jones is so much better right now than A.J. Dillon and Patrick Taylor and Emmanuel Wilson that he's very important, and he does a lot of things that no one else on this Packers offense can do. But, no, he's not a lead in the way that maybe Bajon right. Robinson or, or other star running backs right now would be. No. Right. Uh, so, in the grand scheme of things, there really isn't an elite player on this team. I think the only guy that's had consistent success, and that was coming out on, on the pitch count, was Rashawn Gary. When you look at the amount of sacks and pressures he's had, it was almost, almost like one out of every two snaps he had a pressure or a sack. So maybe he would be on the cusp. So on the defensive side, you'd say on the outside of elite would be Rashawn Gary, and on the outside of elite offensively would be Aaron Jones. But... That's it. The only time you've had elite players go back to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, I guess. Clay Matthews was elite, but he couldn't stay on the field. Um, and when, when this team was at its peak, go back to 2010, 2011, you had a lot of elite players. You had a big, bruising offensive line. They were all elite. They could all start on anybody's team. You had Jordy, and you had... 
McDonald and you had, you know, Randall Cobb had just come onto the scene. And, God, Jermichael Finley was an elite, you know, pass catcher when it came to the tight end position. He was just having – that was his breakout year when he ended up going down with a neck injury. You had an incredible safety in Nick Collins. You had, you know, Charles Woodson, one defensive player of the year – you had, you know, B.J. Raji, who really burst onto the scene in his rookie season behind Ryan Pickett. And then you had all the guys. That's what you filled it in with. So, you know, again, I think Jones is good, but I, don't, I wouldn't say elite. I don't think you have an elite player on the team. But that's, that's, that's a good preponderance there. For sure. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the next hour, Ryan Wood of uh, the PackersNews.com and the Green Bay Press Gazette. We're going to talk with him uh, coming up here in just a little bit about this team. Also, we are going to hear uh, from the offensive coordinator, Stenovich. And as much as we're going to hear from Basaccia today, too, and Mike Clemens is going to join us. But as much as I want to hear from Basaccia, uh, I really want to hear from Adam Stenovich. Uh, because it's not Matt LaFleur. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, now, granted, he's going to carry the water, no doubt, but I'm really interested in hearing from him, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette coming up here in just a little bit as well. Uh, this portion of the program, God knows, we all love Quick Trip. Quick Trip, you can use your Quick Rewards card there. You can get uh, all kinds of points and discounts and all kinds of good stuff. I love Quick Trip in so many different facets. They have got terrific bread. They've got milk and eggs and butter and bananas and all the things that you normally need. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, just always, always, always good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. And uh, you better bet your sweet patootie that I'm going to be hitting Quick Trip. As well, Quick Trip, by the way, out in La Crosse, that's the home of Quick Trip. That's the city they should just name Quick Trip because it's just that damn big, that campus out there. It's awesome. So going to be heading out to lacrosse, and you better believe it, I'm going to be hitting a quick trip on the way out there. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.